Is education enough to alleviate poverty for good? For this week's episode, I really wanted to reflect on the interview that I released last week featuring Shanti Bhavan, a poverty alleviation-focused boarding school in India. But also, I wanted to share some of my thoughts around this concept of poverty alleviation and where we're at in the world today. If we haven't met, hi, my name is Hethel Bauman, and this is the Global Health Pursuit Podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer tough questions about the world from a beginner's mindset. And before we dive in, I did want to put in a disclaimer that this episode is simply my opinion and my opinion only. This is a podcast that dives into global health topics, but strictly from a beginner's mindset. And I've mentioned in past episodes that, hey, I don't have a global public health background and I don't have degrees to showcase expertise in this field. But what I do have is a mind that was trained to think critically about really tough problems. And that's what years and years of engineering school can do to you. <laughs> the topic of poverty alleviation was really something that inspired me to start this podcast in the very first place. My family comes from India. And in India, we often see this dichotomy between the rich and the poor. There is a clear distinction between them, and it's oftentimes as clear as a wall between a city and a slum. It can be quite jarring at times. And for a lot of foreigners, it's quite often a spectacle. It illustrates this concept of poverty porn, which I should probably make a whole nother episode about. It's like people who live in poverty are another species, entirely. A species that are portrayed as less than. A species that are seen as helpless, like they can't make their own decisions or find solutions to their own problems. In last week's episode featuring Ajit George, Chief Operating Officer of Shanti Bhavan, he said something that was so utterly profound. He said this, Quote, we believe in giving a little bit of money to the poor, and we believe that we want the poor not to suffer. But we also unconsciously think that they're only capable of getting so far. We're like, oh, you know, you got a C minus on your grades. It's okay. You got a D on your math. Like, that's okay. I get it. You know, multiplication's very difficult. So it's okay you don't do well. And we have this glass ceiling for the poor in terms of the quality of education and the expectations around that, end quote. In my opinion, this is so profoundly true. The unconscious bias that we have around people who don't necessarily have resources or security that maybe you or I have can be so blatantly obvious. And I think it affects all of us who live middle to high income lifestyles. We find ourselves pitying the homeless or jobless or penniless and say, oh, it's okay you're not quote unquote smart enough to pass a class or get a job or whatever it is. I mean, think about it. When you watch television commercials around Charity Water or Save the Children, what are, your, what are you thinking? And that's why I think the approach that Shanti Bhavan takes in poverty alleviation is incredibly novel. 
If you've listened to last week's episode, you'll hear Ajit speak about how Shanti Bhavan uses education as a vehicle to drive poverty alleviation. But in this vehicle, there's just so much more than just education. You think of school, and all you may think of are classes, taking exams, grades, maybe some extracurriculars, but at Shanti Bhavan, it seems to be so much more. Some nonprofit organizations will focus on maybe one or two things that the founder feels very passionate about, whether it's about water, sanitation, and hygiene, better known as WASH, job creation, healthcare services, or disaster relief. The main focus is to serve those who don't have the resources to provide for themselves fast enough or to serve those to live better lives in the future. And all of these are noble causes. I'm not bashing any of these organizations because I think that they're all so needed when it comes to serving those in poverty. But when it comes to truly lifting a family or a community out of poverty, the task seems to become so much more daunting. According to gapminder.org, quote, in 1980, Roughly 40% of the world's population lived in extreme poverty, with less than $2 per day. Today, it's decreased to an estimated 10% of the world's population. Extreme poverty has declined steadily since the 1980s, but the fact that hundreds of millions of people still have to survive on less than $2 a day means we aren't in the streets celebrating this as a complete success, end quote. So we're definitely doing something right, right? (laughs) But my question to you is, is this decrease due to education? Is it due to job creation? Is it due to healthcare services or all of the above? Intuitively, what I believe as a non-expert beginner learner in the field of global public health is that it's purely a combination of all of the above, serving an individual or their family holistically. And when I think about Shanti Bhavan, I see a strategic and holistic safe haven for a child who has been born into an impoverished household. And this safe haven is disguised as a school. But they're not just educating. They seem to be nourishing the children with healthy foods, with exercise, growing their self-esteem and boosting their mental health, and showing them love and empowerment that they most likely wouldn't receive in their village at home. Shanti Bhavan's website mentions how so many children who are born into impoverished homes are faced with oppression alcoholism, violence, whether physical or verbal, illiteracy, and insecure food and housing. The list goes on. So when we ask the question, is education the solution for poverty alleviation? My thoughts would lead to yes, but. Yes, but only if it's supplemented with good food, housing, clean clothes, a loving community, medical care, leadership skills, extracurricular activities, and the teaching of moral values. Because ultimately what Shanti Bhavan aims for are children who grow up to become global citizens. 
humanitarians who fight for what they believe in and and be a voice for good. According to their website, Shanti Bhavan students will make more in the first five years of their careers than their parents will in a lifetime. And this is just an ultimate marker of success that creates ripple effects into the lives of their families and their communities and just society in general. Looking back in my family, my maternal grandparents had married very young. My grandmother was only 14 at her wedding. It's really just, it's just so crazy for me to think about that. My grandfather was just a few years older. They built a life together. My grandfather ran a small convenience corner store, literally a corner store. And from my knowledge, that was where their income came from. My paternal grandfather was a school teacher and my grandmother was a homemaker. And my dad would paint a visual picture of life growing up in a two-room apartment in Bombay, cramped together with his seven siblings, parents, and grandparents. And that was normal life for them. The one thing that both sets of grandparents made very clear was to focus on doing well in school. So that's what they did. My parents were in the first generation to have a real college education. And it was because my grandparents had believed that they had the potential to be successful and dream bigger. Their potential did not stop at just being a homemaker. And sometimes I wonder what my life would be like if my grandfather valued the role of homemaker instead of microbiologist for my mother. She probably would not have been introduced to my dad, and I probably would be a homemaker in India as well. Life would have been incredibly different. And I think that this is what the power of a solid education can do for a child when it's supplemented with people who believe in their potential and empower them to succeed. And as someone who deeply cares about humanity, I think it's important to look past someone's circumstances and, and truly see their full potential. The question is always, how do you realize that potential? And I think Shanti Bhavan definitely cracked the code in their own special way. If you want to learn more about Shanti Bhavan, go back an episode, listen to episode 47, Powering Young Minds While Breaking Generational Poverty with Ajit George. Go to shantibhavanchildren.org. That's shantibhavanchildren.org. Watch the Netflix documentary, Daughters of Destiny. And if you're able to make a donation or sponsor a child to support them on their journey to becoming a global citizen. They're doing remarkable things. Why not be a part of it? Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And if you like this podcast, please support me in supporting these amazing socially minded organizations and companies by donating with the link in the episode description. If you can't donate, maybe you can write me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate that so much. I'll see you in the next one.